0: I need to remind you guys about my Patreon. If you head over to patreon.com forward slash fi guide, you can find the Fig Patreon, where subscribers pay a monthly fee for early access, private and premium content, as well as access to the Fig Discord. £3, £5, £8 and £12 tiers, all with a 15% discount if you go for the yearly options and a load of people are enjoying it. Over 90 members so far and growing every week. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Guide for more info. Here's the legal stuff from Football Index. FI is a gambling product available to customers in certain territories aged 18 or over. The content of this podcast has not been approved by Football Index, but they do listen to the show to keep me on my toes. Please remember to only gamble what you can afford to lose. BeGambleAware.org and when the fun stops, stop. TV FigCast Extra episode 46. As always, joined by Sporting Panda. How are you doing, mate? The yes, These need to stop, don't they?
1: <laughs> no, they do. All right, Fig, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. So, so you know how Otto came on the podcast last Sunday? Um, he's yeah. actually an audio engineer by trade right. and I, uh, I reached out to him and I was like, listen, I'm sick of this bloke coming in with this entrance music every week for the last five or six weeks. Do you still have the skill and the appetite to whip us up some sort of like special panda and fig fig yeah. class extra intro tune? And he's, he's quite interested and he was he? like, he was yeah, the like, thing is,
1: people love these re- old vintage wrestling themes. I you know count the amount of comments
0: 20 people that, that love it. <laughs> <them. laughs>
1: Look, listen, you don't see my DMs. People love it. I mean, well, anyway, we'll talk about that another time, but I think it's adding a lot to the show and people uh, people enjoy it. <laughs> what have you been up to this week? Um not a lot. I had a bit of a disaster. I went to um fairly long drive to my local Long Acres Garden Centre to do a bit of Christmas shopping. Bought a nice three quarter length. Well What's it called? The the jumpers, which have a zip just for the top third or quarter. Um, Half half zip? Half zip, yeah. Anyway, the silly woman left the um, security tag on, and I didn't realise. But my missus was going down there this morning, and she said, oh, if you give me the receipt, I'll go back and get it swapped. I'll get it taken off for you. And I was too lazy to find the receipt. So about two hours ago, God only truth, I tried to take the tag off, and there's blue dye everywhere now. On my hands, it's leaked. On the jumper... So I've had a nightmare this morning with that.
2: Oh, it was quite
1: mate. a nice piece, although it's navy, so you probably won't notice the dark stain.
0: It's hard to get off, isn't it? That that ink is near impossible. Well, it, I
1: will, you know, question for the community. If anyone knows, and this is going to sound like I'm a shoplifter, but I, I promise you I'm not. How can I get this tag off? Because it's really difficult. I guess bolt cutters or something?
0: You, I can't separate. As it I separate it
1: and try to rip it, the blue ink just exploded everywhere. <laughs> uh, obviously to deter shoplifters but i'm not a in this instance and now i really can't go back to shopping with a receipt because it's gonna look like really well i guess i could if i could find it but anyway so no i'm all right that that was a bit of an issue um been stuck into the science journals this week got a couple of interesting facts for our um our fellow guests so maybe i'll hold them back for now
0: well you mentioned our guests we are joined yeah. by none other than fi dunwell making his fourth or fifth appearance on the podcast how are you doing mate Hi Fig, yeah great to be back thanks for inviting me back on. Why don't you quickly remind people what you do and, and a bit more about yourself?
3: Yeah so uh, for those of you who haven't heard me on here before uh, I'm currently the chief executive of quite a large uh, UK organisation. We turn over about £750 million a year in total Um so um, quite experienced in terms of executive leadership um, and uh, that sort of space. So I'm also a Passionate user of Football Index, um, uh, hence why I've kind of been on these shows with you in the past. Uh, I've not been on the platform for a huge amount of time. I joined in. March 2020, um, really put some money into it at that point when um, sort of the, the bounce from COVID starts to take place. Um, and yeah, really looking forward to the show today, talking with uh, yourself, Panda, really I feel like we're, we're giving the fans what they've been asking for, which is getting <laughs> the three of us uh, together on a show. Yeah. People have been asking for it for months. And it's Well, well happened, Panda's so, yeah, been I'm asking so it so
0: for, for it for months, so I don't know if you can flatter <laughs> yourself too much there. Um, we're also joined by a special be- uh, guest, Khan Berry. How are you doing, mate? Go on, mate. How, uh, you know, you've had an interesting couple of weeks talking about Football Index uh, in your <laughs> videos and uh, some interesting discussion with the community. Before we get into some of that stuff, why don't you give people who are listening who maybe not aware of yourself um, a little bit more uh, about your background and so on and so forth?
2: Yeah, sure. Well, I think actually it's been a week. It feels more like a year. But anyway, we'll come on to that. Um, so my background is obviously Betfair. Prior to that, I was just in the army, just very, very normal average average Joe. But last 10 years or so, I've been on Betfair uh, full time. So that's what's wound me up at your door. (laughs) Uh, Probably not how I planned, but hey. (laughs) And um, I mean, you
0: know, we're going to get into uh, a few things, but like, where did the peaking interest
2: for Football Index come from? To be honest, I hadn't even really looked until the last couple of weeks. Um, I mean, I'd heard heard the name mentioned, but it, it comes from from my users on you know, obviously the YouTube channel and stuff like that. You've already mentioned, but um, yeah, people on there and, and various other places. Going, what, what do you make of it? Would you use it?
0: Mm. Yeah, and, so, uh, and and I think since uh, the order book implementation as well, we've had more uh i say i say we as a community there's been more prying guys from people of your backgrounds people like uh you know mark iverson who listens to the show like panda and and so on and so forth who are more intrigued by it um which is really interesting um and i'm sure we're going to discuss that there are a lot of kinks to to sort out before maybe some of those people dip their hands in their pockets um but it's interesting to see that you know myself i've had quite a few conversations with that likes of yourself pro bettors people that work in um you know uh, people that work as market makers people that work in you know as full-time equity or, or crypto traders peaking ha- having more of a peaking interest in in football index since this uh, implementation but before we get into all, all stuff, the stuff that the two videos that you made panda i think you wanted to do a little piece on kind of like you know yeah. you and khan are from similar backgrounds right both pro uh bettors traders whatever you want to call yeah. it um you obviously uh, took to Football Index like a, a, a duck's water and really, really enjoyed mm. it. What what drove you to that? Where did the passion come from?
1: Yeah, I, I suppose I made a few notes here because uh, firstly, uh, welcome, Carmen and it is, it's a pleasure to have you on. And I think the videos are, are fairly good. I think there's obviously some some things we can iron out and go through today. But I, I would have really liked, just on a personal note, for for maybe a little bit more like balance, because I do think Football Index... Has been on a, a really positive journey, and I do genuinely believe there is no betting experience like it in terms of depth and engagement. Although you may question engagement at the moment, and it hasn't been a great second half of twenty twenty. But so for me to take you back, I mean, I I stumbled across the index from a football podcast in, uh, well, I think it was Easter two thousand um, and eighteen, and there is so many sort of there's so much depth uh, and nuance and ways to go about the index. I mean, I noticed. I was watching the market for about six months before I, I kind of dipped into it. And um, there's just loads of enjoyable facets to it. So like, I saw Laurent Koscielny rupture his Achilles, um, who's a French centre-back in May 2018, and he was going to be out of Euro 2020. And as his drop was occurring in terms of price, you had other French centre-backs rising Um which were Kurt Zouma and I think Clement Linglet, who are potentially in the backup. And I know that there may be big football fans out there that know these names, but that kind of caught my interest. Like that's quite a neat concept that you know one player can get injured, drop in price, another couple can rise. Um, obviously, there's the element of picking out youth footballers, which I love, and there's there's obviously a lot of passion around that. So spot in the next Mason Greenwood or Erling Haaland. Um, and again, there's risks and rewards there. There's this huge payoff if you pick the right youth players, but again, there are some like Callum Hudson-Odoi plays. Chelsea, who who can fall in price um, you've obviously had the messy transfer saga recently, so there's nowhere for me that I can get this amount of money on stakewise. Well, number one, you can't do it through traditional bookmakers who limit stakes, and even on the exchanges, it can be hard. To be to, to get large money down in terms of transfers, and we saw with the Leo Messi transfer um, saga this summer, he was linked to come to um, to England and play for for Man City, and his price shot up because. Obviously, if he arrives at Manchester City, there's more chance of him winning media dividends. There's more intrinsic value to his share price. So you've got that element of it. So understanding the transfer market, um, obviously footballers hitting rich veins of form, out in and out of form causes price rises. Um, as players raise their media profiles, again, you've got price fluctuations there. So as soon as Rashford overturned Boris and the meals for Children, Um, He was winning a lot more media if he was scoring goals in games, so you've got that element to it. Um, I like to scout feeder clubs, so there is value in terms of looking at an Ajax or a Salzburg in Austria and kind of spotting talent there who move on to bigger clubs. Um and, and overall, I guess just in a nutshell, there are so many ways to play the game. That's what drew me in. It's a very neat and engaging concept where you can bet on, I always call it career arcs. And I just thought it was a nice way to intro before we get onto the risks and the problems with the index, because believe me, there are some, just why I was drawn into it, Fig.
0: Yeah, I think the, the nuance and the information that you can have uh, as a as a user um is is really great. Uh, and I think um as you mentioned like when it's at its best there is no um betting experience like it i think i mentioned recently um the neymar injury the pogba Riola quotes and the Messi transfer saga mm. over the last six months the dynamism you see in in this market when uh when these big events happen and the thickness of the event to the um payouts and the price actions um the thickness of that link is is really great and i think that is that can't be understated that um we still have seen even in this kind of down period these mm. really great events that have kind of i guess uh they've shown what football index why football index is great and why it still can be go on to be a, a yeah. great business and, and product and and,
1: and, a, and i don't want to talk to Fakan, I can't it, but he has said repeatedly on the videos he likes the concept so really i'm not trying to convert khan here i'm just for a wider audience or people that haven't used the index it is a fairly complicated product but i just wanted to shine light on the concept and how you can go about it and why it's engaging for me
0: Mm. well why don't we get stuck in into the first video uh khan um you you made this obviously uh first foray into making anything about football index um i kind of watched it and i was you know honestly i have to say I i was quite impressed in terms of someone from the outside looking at it and um Understanding as well as you did, although there were quite a few points that I think might not have been correct, and a few points that I think uh, had some nuance to them. Panda, I think you've got them noted down. Why don't we go buy them one by one?
1: Yeah, can do. Unless anything can't done well in terms of index jump.
2: Just to reinforce what you were saying there. I mean, it it looks like a, a very unique product, which which would be a good one, and I find it interesting. So I know that you know I've kind of been branded as somebody's bashing it that's, that's not the initial intent although I mean I know that it is certainly quite cynical the angle I've come from um but like even if you go back to bitfair and they're like getting involved in in a new company that's developing early on can can be a good thing can be mm. a profitable thing if you know because obviously they're they're having out incentives to to help people on on their journey yeah I never meant to come at it from from the angle of you know just purely attacking them certainly not the agenda at all um, but we'll come on to that in a moment. So.
1: Could could you say, Carl, I'm just going to say on that note, and uh, like with it, I, I think I've seen some of the responses in the community, and like, I don't think some of them are particularly good. And we have quite an interesting community, as I said to you before we started recording. <laughs> like you know, welcome welcome to the world of the Fi community. <laughs> um, I guess from from the community's perspective, it is quite a delicate time. It has been a very challenging last six months, and I guess the image in the on that hits you when you look at your YouTube video, and obviously it being five risks and jumping straight in there has probably got a few people's backs up. But again, I, I didn't think it was that bad personally, and I think there's a lot of merit in it.
2: I think some of it's probably born of people seeing it through their own eyes, which is you know it's not mm. it's just something that people do in general, whether it's to do with FI or anything else. But you know, sort of from, from my point of view, it's a bit like damned if I do, damned if I don't. Obviously, I've you know people asked to critique as such or or what's you know what's it all about what's the risks what's should i be doing this and then you kind yeah. of give that and people are like oh you've got an agenda and then you've got people going oh you haven't replied to me so you've got nothing to say and then if i reply to and then there's other people going oh you don't shut up about it you're just trying to drive your agenda it's like jesus christ
3: you can't really
1: I think, win can so,
3: it's no. really i think something something you've tapped into can't from my from looking at this from my, over the last week or so people love this concept so much this mm. kind of sweet spot between Football betting, fantasy football and football manager. like it, it, It's created this community of people who just seem to have a passion for the product. Mm. Um, and what I think you've seen a response is people who want it to work desperately. And if mm. I was being really honest, the last few months, it's not been working particularly well as a product. Um, and people have you know, clearly got some frustration around that. And I suspect that nerve has been touched because... I think all, I think for us, I think I speak for Fig and for Panda here as well as myself. We really want Football Index to be like reach its full potential and to be what it can be. Um, and I think you know what you look, heard from the people of the last week or so probably reflects some of that.
2: No, no, I agree. I think that, that's absolutely fair. There's, in fact, there's probably one thing that we should address before we go anywhere of anything. It's like one thing that I've heard a lot back of is, but you haven't used it. So how can you say anything? And it's like I mean I, I think we'll probably all agree on that, but. That doesn't really make any sense. Like, do you have to lose some money to have an opinion? It's, it's kind of like you have to stick your head in the oven to check it's hot. Well,
0: I, I guess, yeah. Look, like,
2: <laughs> but, but,
0: so, so, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it, but for, for example, uh, I think in your second video you mentioned uh, Messi, right? And the example that you used and you were like... yeah,
2: yeah it's- it's- Loads of people zeroed on that straight away. I mean, like, out of a whole 27 minutes with some logic and some solid points, <laughs> I really, I, to be honest, I've, I'm open to you guys. Like, Football is not my thing. Mm. Uh, I'm probably well, by far the least knowledgeable on football on this podcast right now, but none of that really matters if the core fundamentals aren't right. in my my sense for as a from financial perspective because i mean everybody like i appreciate some people see it as a game it's enjoyable all that kind of stuff fair play but i'm not there for that i'm there for money Mm. let's let's
0: get stuck into the uh, first video
2: panda yeah
1: okay so kicking off i suppose um it's not actually a share so it's not it's not linked to anything tangible um which is yeah that's true i'm not sure how many in the community um believe they own a tangible kind of right foot of Ronaldo or what have you. But that point merges into the three-year bet. And I think this is a really interesting piece um, because I can see from the outside, if you look at the terms quite literally, um, you're right. You you buy a bet off of football index or off of somebody else. There are now two methods for that. And there is a risk that your bet gets wiped to zero at the end of three years because it expires and just because we haven't seen it yet it's in the terms and conditions why would you be expected without using it to know that so i think it's a fair point all i can provide i guess is experience from being on the platform and a couple of examples here i mean people know me as being a large uh, Jaden sancho holder and obviously dropped in price a lot but that people keep asking me are you concerned around that just going to zero at the end of three years and i think there isn't enough awareness around trading like around how you can trade that so actually I put myself on the spot here three times three six five so I've got 1065 days I don't know if that's the right math but math sorry but I have a lot of opportunities to trade in and out of that position and I make a concerted effort to think about okay when Jaden Sancho plays well I will sell a thousand or two thousand shares on that day and buy a fresh couple of thousand so I'll refresh that portion of my um, kind of holding in him, if he has a strong newspaper link or links to a club, I'll again look to sell 700, buy another 1,000. So I'll constantly try and refresh and keep see, extending an issue that three years. Term.
2: Do you see that as an issue long term as well, though? I guess maybe that's something for a bit later with one of the other points.
1: Okay, yeah, in, in what sense? Like, yeah, just, just throw it in
2: one. Just, just the refreshing stuff. I mean, um, I'm not saying it's totally wrong. I just don't, I don't, I can't, I find it hard to process that. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's more, which I think a lot of people have breezed over, and I, I, I would assume, maybe I'm not correct, most of them yeah. don't fully understand. Yeah. So the three-year issue thing is, I mean, obviously there's an inherent risk if you're, you're left holding them at the end of the three years. Yes. But um, beyond that, it's more of a case of like a system thing, you know? Like share, if shares stay in the system and money leaves because people disappear, then where's the value? It's gone.
1: Yeah, let, that supply and demand piece that pro- is probably where we like diluting the marketplace, not showing shares in circulation.
2: Well, so I means we, that, like, <laughs>
1: that's risk three. Maybe we could touch upon that in a bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, because like, they overlap in places as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's right. I, I think yeah. it all
1: merges nicely.
2: Uh, but yeah, I've but kind with of just for the. Sim- the dividend, well, you were talking about Sancho there, for example. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't the, when I first looked at it I thought how how does football index deal with this because if mm. if you buy him for three years or whatever and then mm. I buy him off of you mm. and then they just refresh it and they just carry on paying out so say you take you take well. Sancho or something he's twenty okay mm. if he's still in the game all the way till thirty four or something like that mm. that's fourteen years yeah you pay out dividends on the same share that's in circulation all that time doesn't make yeah. Any sense yeah how, well how, how many times can they pay out the share the dividends yeah. for when they've got one, do you see what I mean? Completely That's fair point. Com- completely fair point. Now, again,
1: we're, I'm going to be careful on this show and try and ah. Uh, there's obviously fact versus opinion. I can only give my opinion here because I, I yeah. don't know behind the scenes. And again, that would be picked up later when we talk about protection of funds and the accounting. But I, I think you're right how you look at this. And obviously, when I place a bet on Jaden Sancho, say at ten quid or a tenner. Um, my understanding, I'm placing a bet with the bookmaker. The bookmaker is taking the cash off me and they can book that as revenue. They will then apportion a part of that bet um, as a kind of direct cost or dividend payable over the next three years. And they'll ring fence a portion that sits on the balance sheet. Um, and you're right. Initially, that's the first transaction. But when I refresh it with somebody, and this is the interesting part, and maybe it's a little bit, technical and done well can mop it up and clean it up here but when i refresh that for two percent so you take two percent of ten pounds i sell mm. it on to you you've got a fresh three years yep. and it's interesting on the balance sheet in terms of the, the the liabilities what sits there how that's accounted for now this comes back a little bit to the beauty of the football universe. so
2: you're you saying the two percent covers the dividends for the next three years no I mean, no
1: i'm talking about okay stepping back number one The beauty of Football Index model is that the dividends paid out are mutually exclusive. So it's fairly easy for them to model how much they pay out per year. So what I mean by that is if Messi wins top forward on one evening, every other forward can't win. Um, It's not like there's some rival models where multiple players can win per night. So they know as an aggregate fund, roughly what their dividend payout liability is per year, give or take. I would assume they have a low, moderate and high version of that, because obviously there could be more popular players winning with more shares in circulation, or there can be some real dark horses winning, which don't have a lot of shares in circulation. So clearly there is a range of what they pay out, Um, but they will have an understanding of what they pay. out. So that reserve has to sit there on the balance sheet. And the reason that it's three years for me and not further is because let's say they, need to, they would need to be able to, prove, be able to prove, I believe, in a worst case scenario to get UK Gambling Commission and auditors that they can cover, if worse comes to worse, three years of bet. Because in the terms and conditions, it states that there's a three-year expiry on a bet. Mm-hmm. That is their clause, which kind yeah, of means if shit start, hits right. the fan, they've, they've got enough money to pay out three years. That's well,
2: but but if we come on to the second point, they can change that within 30 days.
1: Okay, that
3: we'll come on to that. Yeah, so fine, just fine. step back. Could we just step back? Yeah, let's just, just mop. I'm going to try and mop up. Really <laughs> a actually, um, so um, I think to be fair to Khan, I think he's raised a really important point. Um, and when I was putting some money into this myself, the big thing which I found very challenging when reading the game rules was how unclear it was around this three-year issue. Mm. And I would say to FI, if you know, if they were listening to this, that's a really quick win. They need to provide some better clarity on what happens at the end of the three years and what options the user has available to protect themselves should they want to mitigate the effect at the end of the three years. But what I would say in terms of reassurance, sort of back to Khan or back to anyone listening, um, A, kind of the point you've made already, panda that recycling is not challenging even in a market mm. which is relatively illiquid it is not difficult to recycle shares in popular players so therefore you know I, I would feel confident if i was holding Jaden sancho even in large quantities i could make that a 15 year bet if i wanted to by recycling at the right times um, and secondly to pick up your point khan around well how could fi possibly afford that you know it, it might be an inconvenient truth for some users of football index but there are many players on the platform who will never ever earn a penny in dividends and those players are frequently bought um, and frequently bought from football index um there is a big chunk of our market of our user base who like the speculative angle of this they'll quite happily pay six or seven or eight pounds for a share in Rayan cherky of leon Who's only 17 years old has barely, you know, barely even kicked a ball in the first team. And let's be frank: by the age of 20, he could be playing for Plymouth or something. You know, he might mm. not be that good. But people are happy to get involved in the basis they might have untouched on the next big thing. So I think from FI's perspective, they can be relatively confident. And again, this is opinion rather than fact because so I haven't got access to their books. But they can be mm. relatively confident that even if people did make their Sancho shares uh, last 15 years, they could cover the liabilities because they're earning the revenue from elsewhere.
1: And they cover that as well. That, that's such a good point. And in terms of Jaden Sancho, the reason... this it, All your points can't merge. And that's why it's, it's quite...
2: It's, it's tricky hard. to deal with. jaden
1: Sancho, the more bets they take on him, there's an issuance curve. And the more bets they mint, so the, the the higher the price goes. Taking them back the, out.
2: Sorry? They're not taking them back out. That's the that, real problem, though, isn't it? That,
1: okay, that, but we'll do that in supply and demand. I'm just talking here about covering concerns around covering a career's worth of dividends on Jadon Sancho, because we just brought that up. And again, there's bad bets, as you say, the speculative angle, which, which Dunwell said. Um, com- dividends paid out, interestingly, and I don't know if Dunwell wants to step in there, there's an element of them paying for themselves. So let's say they pay out a £10 dividend. If 50% of that is reinvested by a user and 50% goes to the bank, so we take £5 there, if that £5 is turned over once a month, um, at 4%, 2% sale cost, 2% buy cost, that's 20p. Over three years, um, that works out to be £7.20. Oh my God, the map. Um So you can see how even dividends they pay out go to create a commission revenue stream, but there are assumptions in that. And people would say to me, well, we don't know how much is reinvested. Um, we don't know how, much, how, how frequently that money's turned over. All fair challenges. But clearly commission taking losing bets and the speculative angle.
2: So you're saying the the sum of the commission paid plus the players that don't earn any dividends is it you, you believe is probably enough to pay for the overall dividends. Does that make sense? Plus the
3: initial mint, plus the initial mint.
2: Yeah, I mean, the initial mint is the real, I think it's the real, real, but you know, like you said, separate point, but yeah.
1: It's where, and that's where, that's their issuance curve and them setting the odds where they need to be accurate because you know that, and that's why. That as the price goes up, as you pay more for a share in a player, um, that's the isn't it? Because you're giving them more cash for that bet. Um, IPOs is another part, but and just quickly back to refreshing uh, over three years. Um, A bad example of that, not bad example, a player who I've done poorly on uh, for listeners, Martin Odegaard, who's a youngster who has gone back to Real Madrid. He's dropped fairly significantly from, say, three pounds to about one pound. This is a very illiquid market, probably as poor as it's been since I've been on the index. I've still refreshed plenty of my Odegaard shares. So I've sold at a pound and bought back for about 95p, I think it was. I may have got those numbers incorrect. So I do think that's worth stressing that, if you, look at, if you look at the, the order book, a uh, snapshot in time, you can say, wow, there's nothing there to support this pro- I can't trade. I'm completely stuck. But actually, over three years, it doesn't work like that in reality. And I've never had a problem getting in and out of positions. Some players, obviously, um, they have a career-ending injury or, or worse. Obviously, you're not going to be able to recycle those. But to me, that's why you need a balanced, risk, you know, a structured portfolio set up. And that's just part of betting. Now, can I just, can I just pick up on that because I yeah. think,
0: Khan, you made a point about career-ending injuries or, or deaths. What was the what was the angle there for you? I think we we had a chat on the phone a couple.
2: Well, of I years. just wondered what what was the actions on that, and obviously the money just disappears. So it's just a bit, and it's just a bit that, that that you know somehow you need to factor that risk into your overall strategy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But is
0: that is that any different to betting on a horse and then falling on a on a hurdle and then well,
2: having to do it down? I don't know. We, well, no, I mean. No, I mean, the, yeah, the in in the sense of a fo- horse falling on a hurdle, that it doesn't make a huge amount of difference. But the two, a lot of people see that's a lot of stuffs come back on Twitter, and it's completely flawed the way a lot of people are coming from that. And in fact, I think it was Lamins that was on your tweet earlier, Panda. said oh, happened, right. The d- difference I... between the two, they're totally different. Completely. Oh, absolutely,
0: absolutely. But I, I'm I'm talking about in terms of just purely, in, in terms of just somebody purely a bet, right? I have 100 pounds in Martin yeah. Odegaard that, that yeah. Panda's mentioned, and I put 100 quid yeah. on X horse to win. Yeah why race those are the same thing oh, yes. right?
2: and, and we know it's a low we know there's a low chance of that happening but it was just a you know it's just an observation on on the way to yeah it's probably i mean out of all of them it's probably the weakest point because and, like and, and say, and i think need know, to pick up on could a... and i could lose my stake in the in the 320 and that would be it yeah but yeah that, that's part of playing the game
0: yeah exactly
2: i, I think the i need to pick up on being, the on, difference on. being each bet that I place on betfair isn't really an odds-on shot for a huge amount, which is the difference on football index. So, for example, if you buy Bruno now, you're 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 paying six pound forty two per share, or six pound seventy one, seventy four, whatever it is. Sure. Sorry. Um, you're paying that, and then you're getting pence back.
1: Yeah, yeah but have you? But over the last Too year, you've returned two pound ninety eight. Sorry. Over the last year, he's returned Bruno. Just for example, here has returned two pounds ninety-eight. So you may think, right, my payback there again. All of this comes back to risk reward, which is the whole point of trading gambling. But you're paying six pounds. Uh, what did you say? Six pounds forty. I think is the
2: bid. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I get that. I'm not, I'm not yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the the, the way the way the two platforms differ. Oh, yes, Fig said there. The way the two platforms differ is, you know, if I place a bet at five to one. It might cost me ten quid, and my no mo returns fifty quid on on the index. It's the other way around. It's like you buy shares for six quid and you get pence back. Sure, but like you're, you're, you're. you're, It's still so.
0: It's still the risk reward, right? You're, you're risking six pounds. Yeah, it's just
2: it's just skewed a lot more more
0: risk. uh,
1: Yeah, I guess you don't lose that. It not the... that's the thing. Yeah, yeah you're, you're not losing that. Sl- the Martin Erdegaard example is really good. I mean, he's dropped significantly. He's got Patella tendinitis, a dodgy knee. He's obviously dropped a bit. But I haven't lost that initial 100% stake I've placed. Um, now, he can recover, and I've, I've got multiple years. And as you say, the payouts are small in isolation. But if he has a good season or two, there are ways where I can easily make enough dividends to cover that, that initial stake and outlay. Mm. because there's there's three ways of winning
0: essentially right you buy a player you hope that the dividends outdo the buy price you buy a player and you sell them for more or you buy the player and hope that the buy price plus dividends accrued is more than the
2: the second the second one you mentioned there fig is the one that's the real real issue which is the first point you know are they shares or are they bets but well, should we come on to that because this, yeah, is, go, this go done well, is yeah this is uh, i just i just
0: want to i just want to put one one home one on. one home truth first before because i think i've mentioned I've, I've heard people talk about players dying like what happens and i think i just want to i just want to put this in 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 the coffin for once and for all because mm. i did some back of the napkin that's right the, and this oh, is here we go this is not this isn't for <laughs> you particularly Khan, but it was just because you mentioned it and i think i've seen a few other people mention it people have dm me like what actually happens if players die. This is a very morbid conversation, but I'm just talking statistics here. Nine professional players have died in 2020 whilst they're playing, right? None of these have been in the top five leagues. I think one of those nine was in a youth team, That the the chap that played for Manchester City. Uh, really unfortunate, I think it was Mason Greenwood's friend, um, committed suicide. Again, very morbid conversation. If we're saying that there's about 66,500 professional players in the world uh, at the moment, uh, nine out of 66,500 is about... Nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine to one, which is the equivalent of a meteor hitting the Earth uh, in our lifetime. <laughs> equivalent bookies are offering uh, five hundred to one on Piers Morgan to be the next UK Prime Minister. And his so,
1: homework then, yeah, bloody
0: hell. So, so I think like <laughs> a lot <laughs> like <laughs> it, 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 it was. This, it, and again, this is not like a slam on that point because I don't because there's so many more important things that you said in that video. But like, yeah. I just think that it's from so an outsider, we- if I was like I'd never seen Fi before, right, and I was looking at Berry's video. And I was like, "Oh shit! What does happen when when people die?" Um, there you go. Like, I, I, it's a, it's it's a risk that's negligible in terms of even factoring into your forecast. But again, uh, done well, I interrupted you. I, would,
1: go. I know. I've got to, uh, just twenty go seconds from me. There. It's like if I buy ten youngsters, chances are three of them can are going to end up probably not making it. And I just build that into the strategy. And if I think, well, three, you know, say I put one percent of my bankroll in ten exciting youth players three of them don't make it three of them kind of tread water and I might break even three of them could become world class and they're the ones I make profit on I kind of I think you can build uh, injuries and and death and and lack of form and not making it just in part of how you set up up a portfolio that was my point there but anyway I was done well
3: (laughs) yeah thanks Uh, so I thought we might just pick up on question about are they real shares and the oversupply of shares because i think i don't know what you think can't but my sense is that from your video this perhaps got some of the most attention from the the point that you made and uh, and it is something which people talk about a fair bit. I just kind of really wanted to address the question of oversupply in inverted commas really, really head on because I just don't see it as the issue which uh, which came across in that first video that you made. And again, this isn't all about just responding to you. Can others have, have, have raised it? And I think it'd be a really good discussion to have anyway. So, um, yeah, from my perspective. It's perfectly reasonable and intuitive to think that more supply of any kind of asset would cause the value of that asset to be diluted. It's kind of intuitive, it's drummed into us, it's what we understand when we kind of watch the news or we interact with trading in trading in other environments. But because football index bets aren't real shares, this just doesn't apply. So, um, you know, the technical term would be to say it, it's a derivative rather than a fixed portion of an asset and I think that gets you know for people who kind of don't really know what I'm talking about there like a real world example I think looks a bit like this so you know I might think the price of oil is going to go up this year and if I wanted to really back myself on that I could do I could go and buy oil from a broker and hope that I benefit directly from the value of my investment um
2: contract wouldn't it with a derivative
3: well, let's let's look at in in a second. So, um, so like, you know, I could I could buy I could buy and take delivery of oil if I wanted to. I could take the barrels and stick them in my back garden um, if I had a house the size of pandas. I could anyway, um, and you know that's fine. That's my my investment in an asset and, and an asset value. Um, but the problem with that is if the Saudis start pumping uh you know double the amount of oil they were previous year um then the balance between supply and demand changes and that oversupply causes the price to go down and and that's kind of what i think we all think about when we think about the relationship between supply and price but a derivative is a completely different sort of play so I, i instead of buying the oil myself i could place a bet with fig that i think the price is going to go up and he will pay me out if it does um, but Fig could lay that same bet to Yukon, he could lay the same bet to Panda, he could lay the same bet you know, thousands of times over to other people. And it doesn't matter how much money he takes, it doesn't, affect the value, it doesn't affect the value of oil at all, and it doesn't affect the value of my original bet. The only thing that matters is that the payout and Fig's ability to make the payout um, underpin the value of our original transaction. I, think, I just yeah, think it's the, such um, an important point that the <laughs> intrinsic value isn't affected by supply
2: yeah but but to come back on that the, the the end value changes doesn't it when 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 it comes to it so with a derivative you have an end point on the contract uh, as we
3: do here with a three-year bet
2: yeah but they're not ending
3: well this is where we and come back to, to i think
2: fix demands change so to put it in a different way for for, for maybe some people to understand because i know that seems to go over a lot of people's heads i think a lot of this stuff we're talking about now so when you know, when Football Index issue a share, um, where does the money go? Where does the money go? It goes to Football Index, yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, when they so issue they, a share. They then obviously have costs because I think this is what people, a lot of people don't seem to understand, is when you buy mm. a share off of Football Index, that's not your money anymore. No, mm. your place. no, your, yeah, your place. That's their money right that's their money you've got yes. you've got your share you've got your coupon i mean like i did see someone else earlier saying oh one of the solutions could be that we have these uh, cash coupons or whatever that can't be pulled out of the platform and i read it and i thought you've already got a mate you've got shares <laughs> so so the, the point is like when you buy a share the money goes to football index and you get your coupon or, or you know you get your share mm. so yeah how how do, how do old news how old users get their money for that, you know, that value you see in your portfolio, which is my original point, it's not actually worth anything until you've sold it. Mm. Because the only way they can actually well, get yeah. money for that share is by selling it on to another user, which means you need to have a, you know, a consistent supply of new users coming in to service the existing demand. So, for example, Foot- Football Index has grown and everyone was making money. Yeah. Now, now that Football Index is not grown, if you look at Google Analytics, it's actually gone down over the last year, Corona, whatever other reasons. People <laughs> are trying to pull out their money. But the supply has not gone down, so to keep the market in balance, they need to remove some supply somehow. So either a they need to expire, b they need to have instant sell, which they've taken away, or or the prices crash. And that's why if you go to the index now and you say, look, let's filter the players by the not highest price rate, highest um, highest. Oh, what's the top one price? Where is it? I was looking price at highest price. That. Is it? Was it? No, no, no. The the the, the basically the. Price increase, that's it, sorry. Highest price so, increase, yeah. If I look at the highest price increase, you'll see that, say, the f- top five players that have increased today have gone up like 7 pence, 9 pence, 11 pence, yeah. 27 pence. Now, if you change it to the highest decline, they've gone down 58, 42, 41. Now, how can that be? Yeah, I think so we're, we're confusing like,
1: oh, two things now. Yeah. No, go on, go on, now. No, I was going to... I was going to half agree with you. I think this is a really good, there's loads to get into here. I was going to half agree with Dunwell and half you can't hear. that. Um, how, how I value players, and everyone has their own strategy, but I, I will look at when I buy a share in a player, or you call it a coupon, I'll look at that asset and I'll think about the cash flows it's going to generate back to me. And I will think, so in simplistic terms, if I just wanted to hold for three years, and I didn't want to uh, recycle or refresh. I would have, obviously, cash flows year one, two, and three in terms of dividends into me. And then at the end, a bit like when you value a bond, you have a redemption value. And that's where supply and demand becomes quite interesting because quite simply then done well. And I, I, the more demand exit that player at that time, uh, clearly under, you're going to end up undercutting each other, and it's going to affect my terminal value. Absolutely agree. The, and without instant sell, okay, absolutely uh, right. Sorry, I, I see. I, and without so instant sell before COVID hit would burn shares or expire them. Um, and I think where this supply demand issue comes in, it doesn't affect my internal cash flows. You know, I don't. It doesn't matter how many uh, Andrew Robertson shares are in circulation. If he wins best defender on a day or wins media, every single one of those shares is going to get paid out. So. I don't, it doesn't affect my cash flows. What it affects is the redemption value. Is that fair, can't it? The yeah, it it
2: my... any dividends. Whatsoever. Well, I don't know. It might do at some point if the company wanted to drop it because of whatever reasons, but I'm not saying they do right now, but you know, if, it, if they had to, they might do, but yeah, but yeah, it's basically the capital value that is on that sharing. We portfolio. agree. So it's, a confusing yep. thing, it's not actually worth anything because you've already given the money and agreed to it. And it's just, that's what the, the three year bet's about.
1: Well, you know, and, and this is where, but, but, if, but if I said I was executing and refreshing my Sanjo, and it's up to you if you believe me or not, But or we can pick any player, um, mm. that price on screen right now, if I can keep recycling, and again, this is your point, you're concerned and you're risk averse, and that, that's a fine. You know, you may say, I'm too concerned about it going to zero at the end of three years, so I'm not going to do it. But if you, if the, I, I've been able to keep refreshing and recycling, so the price on screen at the moment, it doesn't have to affect like, that's, that's another thing entirely to what my cash flows can be. If I can keep a player for eight to ten years, then I can keep dividends flowing in for that period.
3: Yeah, and that's how I play. That's very much how I play the game. Yes,
2: you're you're talking about the dividend, though, on aren't, on. rather than the capital value of the Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's two yeah, separate yeah. things. You know, what, that, what, that, what, I'm, what I'm saying is the capital value of the, you know, quote-unquote, share there's not actually anything underneath it it's just like a big pot of vouchers Well, 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 well hang on, but, but, yours.
1: but the ass if you if you talk about buying a share in a footballer and loosely term it an asset the underlying the intrinsic value or underlying value of that price is the dividends the cash flow the dividends you receive for that coupon and then the redemption value of the coupon at the end
2: and you combine them don't you but that's the thing, there is no redemption at the end, and that's because... Well, we don't because,
1: know We don't know that, I mean... I,
2: well, because they're not being taken out of circulation, that's why everyone's undercutting them right now, and that's why all of the players are going down, that's why everyone's, like, you know, you can't well, argue that
1: one. Oh, no, no, a complete so, bear market. Sorry, did you want to jump in? Mean? Yeah, I was no, just,
2: no,
3: just going to say, I, I think like the way that I play the game, I've got a relatively small portfolio, right? Like it's only like 11 players in there, but I, every single one of my holds, I am confident will return their dividends, at current dividend rates over the lifetime of me holding them. So the redemption value is irrelevant to me. Now, there may be opportunities in the future for me to sell those to another user, which mm-hmm. exceeds what I think they're learning dividends. And if I do that, that's great. I'm yes. in gravy, right? Yes. But and that's exactly I, I don't I actually heard. care about the redemption value because right. it's the dividend. Yes. which underpins yes. the
2: intrinsic value yes and i agree with that Dunwell, 100 100 but that's exactly why in the very first video which loads of people gave me abuse about <laughs> i turned around and said you need to make sure that the dividends cover the cost of your share and some for it to be value which is yes. exactly what you've just described absolutely which is fine but, is fine. but then everybody was arguing about the, the the share bit at the end and it's like well it's only worth something as long as there's brand new users coming in and the pot isn't consistently swelling because otherwise it's just going to oh, go down and down or, and down.
1: Or, or someone wants to buy them. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, the, so the demand started.
2: is going to
0: be dictated by the price. And if the price reduces to a certain point, people are going to be
2: willing to buy them.
1: But, yeah, but, and, and can't,
2: can't <laughs> the demand is actually dictated by new users as long as they don't take them out of circulation.
3: Or existing
2: users spending their dividends. Or the existing users spending more money, yeah. But then their dividends is actually money being recycled around anyway, and it or, or you know, that's why you see the money get the prices go up a little bit on these rebates. Uh,
1: yes, I mean, that I'll, exactly uh, what happens. No, no, it is the, the current state of the market is an interesting one, and it, there's no doubt it's a complete bear market, things have dropped. You can't argue with that. Sometimes when I see people kind of defending or debating on Twitter. It reminds me of like a defence lawyer and trying to defend a suspect and the suspect's (laughs) dripping with blood on his hands. And I'm like, oh, this is really, it's really hard on Twitter because yeah, clearly you look at every price and the market is completely dropped. Um, And that, we maybe come on to that in a bit. The mechanics behind that. There's a little bit of context around people refreshing for IPDs. I think there's a lot of fear in the market. There's a lot of people think the index is going under in the next month or two and just literally want to get their money out now. So there's a lot of fear. There's lots of factors. Sentiment is very negative at the moment. Yeah. No I, I, I think
0: that's the other thing, right, Panda? Like, for can't categorically say uh, the oversupply thing is the reason that prices are falling, probably. It doesn't, there's no nuance to it considering the context that we've been in the last six months.
1: No, I mean, people were...
0: <sighs> what do you mean there? I don't quite get what you're saying there, Fig. Well, they've they've essentially completely changed the way that this market works over the last six months. But and they've, they've
2: changed done so many things. That I think that's a problem which we'll probably... I mean, this yeah, we'll, we'll definitely yeah, touch yeah. on that. But yeah. let, let, me, yeah. let
0: me talk about this in isolation, right? Like, So they basically fucked up massively when they added the offer side of the order book in. Um, they did it with pretty much no stabilisation. Uh, they didn't do it with enough education
2: and a few of the mechanics were, were completely flawed. Uh, and then it, uh... The removal of instant cell was worse. What was that, sorry? I would say, personally, I would say the removal of instant cell was worse. Well,
3: yeah,
0: okay, uh, another thing and another factor alongside COVID and, and kind of like what I've just explained. Yeah. So what I'm saying there, maybe not the way that I phrased it before, but like the the issue that you've raised there is not the only thing. Um, and we've debated whether or not it is a thing is not the only thing that is attributed to player prices dropping. If that ma- does that make sense?
2: Oh yeah, it's, I would say okay, yeah. It, it, undoubtedly, it's probably not the only thing. I would just say it's the biggest thing. It's the elephant in the room hmm. because you know COVID. Everybody's like, you know, stuff's going on out in the outside world. It's crazy. People are like, oh, I need my money. But in reality, is if every user tried to remove all their funds from FI today, which I'm not suggesting they do, um, then the last people off the ship would get the terms and conditions. That's how it currently stands.
1: That's correct. But is that not like a bank? Like if we all went to HSBC or Barclays and every single user goes under.
2: I think that's why they're all regulated and there's a lot of things in place by the FSA. uh, Mm. And, it, and well, this depends on many things. Unfortunately, not that many on, things. That
3: many like, things. <laughs> yeah, if we all, if we all went to HPC wanted our money, they would go under. Um, and the yeah. best we would get is eighty-five grand, which, frankly, for me, yeah. would not be very much of what I've got in there. So, um, you know, no. we have to accept there is risk in any financial product or financial services provider. Not mm. everyone can take their money out at the same time. It's just the way it works. Unfortunately. And again, this but is a gambling. It's not normally a problem.
0: To clarify, either. of course.
3: Yes, indeed. Mm
1: and it's not normally a problem and and where this is all linked quite beautifully to be fair like jumping around this page in front of me and this probably comes back I mean we might we can skip over T's and C's but come back to the protection and level of funds and I think that's a very valid risk that you raised I mean I know there's been some kickback in the community to you Khan and people have uh, highlighted other bookmakers that also offer medium protection and what I would say to those people is that it's just it's apples to oranges I mean you're not generally sticking in 50 60 70k some of the deposits and parking yeah, like, your and parking your money there and you yeah, know yeah yeah I, I agree and obviously betfair has spoke to you before about this betfair has high protection and my understanding is that you uh are guaranteed money on your cash balance but also your open bets whereas Football oh. Index, my understanding yeah. is just the cash balance and the open yeah. bets there's no protection
2: Exactly. And that, that was a large part of my thing. So just to clarify, you know, like there's yeah. that account on Twitter or whatever, there's put 280K in there. Say you've spent, you know, 278K on shares, you've got 2K cash balance. For anyone that's wondering, the median protection is on the 2K that's left. Not. Yes. Yeah.
1: And that's... And that, and, and that, is, is that a not a worry? Well... <laughs> uh. I spoke me, to well about this earlier. I can understand this, this risk is absolutely valid. I agree with it. I think we'd all like a higher level of protection on the funds. There's, like, of course, um, does that come back to, to personal appetite for risk? Um, if they were going to go down the higher protection route, I think they would have to significantly drop dividends to cover the amount of ring fenced money that's sat on the balance sheet. And, mm. you know, if they asked me, is, is someone that's put a lot of money in there? You know, Panda, would you prefer lower dividends and higher protection of funds or higher dividend payouts and medium protection? You know, I'm not sure 100% what I'd say. You know, I'm kind of confident on the product, on the concept, and I'm happy with the risk to reward ratio. I don't know, Dunwell, what, what do you think about that, medium versus high? yeah so if you give someone a very straight choice
3: would you rather have medium protection or high protection like who wouldn't say hi right i mean it's just it's just that's a, that's a no-brainer but if you try and nuance that proposition and you said to me and i can only give my personal view here but if someone said to me do you want uh, medium protection and the dividend payments that we've currently got at say 28p for a gold day or you can have high protection and it's 10p I'll take the medium all day long facts because if I thought my money was at risk I probably wouldn't have it in here anyway so um, I'd, I, if, if there's a financial cost attached to that protection which I am absolutely sure there must be I'd actually I'm more comfortable at medium with the money left for dividends instead. But that's a personal call, and that comes yeah. back to personal risk appetite every
2: yeah. time. Yeah. I think it comes down to the values a lot as well. I mean, I, that was just something I wanted to highlight. I didn't want to berate him to the end of the earth for it. Um, no, like, no, really, good job. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, having been in the industry quite a while as well, the industry yeah. particularly the last two years is under massive scrutiny. The Gambling Commission, everyone's breathing down everyone's next. You know, the newspapers want to know what's going on with various mm. things, fob teas and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like... Phew, considering the amount of the large amount of capital you have to put down in the first place it's that's the difference it's what we spoke about earlier briefly i guess it's Mm -hmm. like you know if i put 10 grand in in betfair and and trade with that i can make a significant amount of money if i put 10 grand into football index i can't really do a lot with it because of the payouts are so small in the short term anyway at least Mm -hmm. i mean it's loaded in your it's like it's like a a five to one on bet or 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 a five to one bet the, 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 do you see what i mean you have to have over them. that
1: first year i think that's probably fair i mean yeah, yeah but that money's
2: not covered but then you know it's not technically safe so that's why it just didn't yeah sit the
1: and interest like and can like you know if you look at like i don't i actually don't know the rates of these so i don't have them, but like a cash isa let's say that is oh, they're terrible let's say that's at the safe end maybe like a one out of ten in terms of like risk and they might return i don't know 0.5 percent. i'm not an expert in the financial world but let's say an exotic investment or what would be classified, I guess, as a high risk? Would it be 10% per annum? Yeah, you know, 10, what would be classified 10%. as high risk? Um, so some of these yields that are on offer of football index, I think you have to take that into account with the risk and that's I think, why there's medium there and that's why it's a five-year-old company.
2: And, I think we should be very careful about comparing football index to... Absolutely, uh, as mentioned before. Investments, given that on the top yeah, of the no, up, that, this is this is a virtual stock market, license and regulated. By yeah, a no, no, it's a complete Absolutely. gambling
1: game. It's just it, I should have yeah. I should have corrected that. A choice of where to put my money, I guess. So, do I put it into this gambling game?
2: That was, that yeah. was the only one of the, that was one of the legitimate concerns I seen when I looked about. Like I did see. but well, Video. There was a guy that commented on some other video, and he said, "Like, oh, I've had money in there a year and a half. I didn't realise it could expire. Like, I've invested my money, haven't I?" And I'm yeah, like, "What? Yeah. No, stop.
1: <laughs> no, major." I want Sorry. to get I want I want to drill down into this later with you when we talk about like Yeah and that's why there's the disclaimer like, at the start of the podcast. Yeah 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 <laughs> and obviously a lot complexity around this product and oh, but that's kind of in how, how how do we move forward and bits that you raised there. Um so in terms of major risks just kind of rewinding so we spoke about the 3 year issue uh, had a discussion there um diluting marketplace supply the liquidity Oh uh, no, you missed What about T's, T's and C's? C's I, think, yeah. I think you raised an interesting point on dividends. They've got the right to change dividends within 30 days. And I don't know if I throw that over to Dunwell, who's kind of a bit more uh, of an expert here. Dunwell, thoughts on that comment or risk?
3: So more broadly with T's and C's, mm. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm legally trained by background. I qualified as a solicitor so over 15 years ago. Or so, um, you know, T's and C's are always written in the most negative sense possible. They always are written in a way which would seek to offer maximum protection to the company. They're buttoned down as much as possible. They paint the most negative picture you can imagine. Um, and frankly, most people don't actually read them. And our know, hats off to you, Khan. You've done your homework, you've, you've worked your way through them. And I think you know, that's something which anyone should do before they make any kind of put any money into something at a significant rate to something like this. Um, but you know, my my sense is that actually, you know, the Ts and C's always do come across like that. Um, and they will always scare you. Like if you read T's and C's for something like when you buy an iPhone, like you know, you, you, by the time you've got through half of it, you start to convince yourself that you don't own that phone whatsoever. And someone from Apple can come around and take it off you any day they want. Um, And the reality is, in a business-to-consumer environment, T's and C's aren't literally applicable in in that sense. So business-to-business, yeah, absolutely they are. But things like the Unfair Contract Terms Act really do give you quite a significant amount of protection as a consumer, as a retail client. And, you know, this doesn't constitute formal legal advice, and please, I wouldn't want anyone to necessarily rely on it. You should go and make yourselves comfortable with what the T's and C's say. But I also, I don't think it's unusual for anyone either in this industry or any other industry to construct a set of t's and c's which you know scare the living daylights out of you
2: yeah no i, I kind of i get the angle you're saying there but i would just say i'd say that possibly some of that's your interpretation um mm. and in my experience gambling companies like it's not a risk that i don't think anyone should take really i mean you've got to, or you've got to look at like you know bet bright mo play uh what was the other one was it was it black type don't 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 check fact check me on that in case they're still about but the, you know companies that disappear and then they go they just quote people terms and conditions you know your your outstanding um bets that, you know long-term bets are forgetting now like anti-post bets and stuff yeah they're just nothing and your money's gone mm. like I, i've seen things like that around online in the past and i just thought that's why i read the terms and conditions you know so i mean it does say that the what the the most frustrating thing for me having read that was the fact that they said they can change it within 30 days and it is applicable to all open contracts and just think well you know you want to know the contract you're opening on day one don't you so (laughs) especially if if, if it's three years yeah yeah yeah, exactly like you don't want to go into a three-year contract where one of the terms is it can change after 30 days like Mm. i mean to me who in their right mind would do that Mm. obviously i don't want, <laughs> i don't want to upset you guys so now you've all got money Shit,
3: that's not, um, that's that's awkward
2: <laughs> <laughs> no but you, that's just that's my, my, my my position on it from sure. things yeah. that i've seen and experiences that i've heard of yeah. so that's
0: why that came up but but to dunwood's um, point as well con like i i had a look through betfair's t's and c's just as a comparison yeah. again i'm not a, i'm not a lawyer but you know by yeah. my understanding they can refuse for you to post an offer they can terminate your account wherever you want and i think you've documented this well but doesn't yeah. that also you know push that side of what Dunwell said where they have to be as uh, company driven as possible?
2: Betfair have, have various terms and conditions. I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, so I don't want to quote anything. But um, yeah, I think the difference is it's not necessarily a three-year bet with uh, sure. you know, like a 200 to one payout or uh, odds on 200 to one payout. So that's the difference. Like, I, I mean, if, I, look, if I'm trading a football match prior to the start, then typically there's like two hours, an hour, Um, And I can look at the marketplace and see the liquidity so I can see the potential opportunity that I could exit at. It doesn't guarantee that I'll exit there um, or be able to. Something could change, as you say, Mm. um, and their terms could freeze the market. But then again, that's a more that's a peer to peer platform. That's just two people involved. There's no, Mm. you know, that company's not involved in your transaction when you place a bet on the exchange against someone else sure they're not they're not they're not minting extra sup- supply into the marketplace
1: yeah this is uh, a very interesting business model because you've got the house you're, you're taking awesome. fixed odds bets against the house but then also underneath that there's this layer of peer-to-peer so it's very unique in that sense well there's, it's there's, not there's, an
3: unreasonable point is it I mean, just just to be fair to, think, to <laughs> yeah down. yeah i'm, I'm like, playing completely yeah, totally. advocate
0: by, by, by yeah, uh yeah, you know yeah, posting yeah, the yeah. bet fair T's and seas for example
3: you know, I think. I think. So, frankly, my my first kind of like point would be anyone who's making a significant financial outlay into any product or bet or investment, or whatever it might be, should familiarise themselves with T's and C. They should do because that's just good business sense. It's due diligence, and I don't think it's unreasonable that Khan's raised the point that he has. Uh, but I also think that. It's industry standard as well sadly uh, I think it kind of it, it's not something that 's unusual, but the point is yeah three year bet makes it something to hold in mind
2: yeah i mean and just just to add in there actually i I'm, I'm, people seem to think I'm some kind of massive bet lover, obviously I am into one degree because of what is what 's happened with me with it, but um they they 're not perfect even there there was there's one instance I know of in the last twenty years, which was the vol of a debt incident where they they froze the market and there was something wrong technically, apparently in play and uh what they did though is they voided everybody's bets they didn't disappear with the money mm. that's the difference
0: sure yeah i, I mean look like <coughs> there, there are going to be t's and c's to uh cover certain aspects for customer and uh company i think the 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 point. I think they carry, the follow up question I was actually going to ask you, Khan, like, what would you have liked to see instead of that 30 day change? What would you, if, because you were like, this is why I'm not putting money in this thing, what would you, yeah, really
2: I mean, okay, if, if we, if we change the dividends, um, at, at the point we change the dividends for people who have already got open contracts, you have the option to resell your share back to the marketplace at 80%, something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's off the top of my head. Completely. Sure, off the no, top. no, no.
0: I'm putting you like, on the spot. Do you see what I mean? Like, something yeah, yeah, no. like,
2: we're changing the terms of this contract so you have the right to leave under mm. these uh, and you can and you know that that before you even go into the contract does that make yeah. sense sure um
0: did we have any other points
2: to
1: cover on the did, yeah, f- with liquidity the last course. one was that yeah yeah which again i think is just yeah it, it's what we've all been talking about i mean it's uh it's the lifeblood of the index and um i agree wholeheartedly with the, li- with the liquidity issue and we're, we're seeing it now i mean the index at the moment is operating at a kind of sub a suboptimal level and it is to struggle. I mean, look, I don't think the three-year bet is an issue personally because I've given examples of how I've traded in and out of that, even in an in, illiquid in, 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 in state at the moment. Um, but moving forward, I, I don't think there's a simple fix for this. I mean, there. now the, the, this is where some index fans out there may hate me, but Look, I believe the index has been hugely profitable over the last four to five years. Uh, as, a, as For reasons I spoke about over the last year on this podcast, 140 million bets were taken and placed, and I don't think there were huge payouts. I think the payouts only become quite large, really in COVID when they doubled media, and then again when they doubled dividends this summer. But if I look back over the last month, I think we have to accept that. The maths that I do behind the scenes, most days, if you look at the trading volumes, they seem to vary between £600,000 and about £1.1 1. 1 There are some £2 million days they've been volume traded, but they were to refresh IPD. And I think they're a little bit false. But the commission they're making at the moment um, doesn't cover the dividends in isolation for quite a handful of days over the last month. So... If things stay where they are, I would question whether there is long-term, whether the business, the core business is long-term sustainable in terms of these levels. Uh, how, how do we get it going in? We'll come on to that later, but liquidity is just a massive answer to that problem. So, you know, I was going to if done well at that point. I, I agree with the liquidity situation and risk being raised. Oh, so do I.
3: There is, I don't think there's any way in which we can pretend liquidity isn't a huge issue right now. And actually, <laughs> many of the other problems which people sort of would pick out and say i'm not enjoying my time on football index right now because of xyz those things are typically functions of an illiquid market and i've heard people say you know liquidity is not a panacea to all the things that are wrong well that may be true maybe it isn't just like one silver bullet but I do think a huge number of issues would be solved almost overnight if it there was be. a more liquid market. And that could be external liquidity or it could be FI providing that liquidity. I don't really mind either way. But um, you know, this has got to be number one priority for improving the platform and the experience as we go into 2021.
0: Yeah, I think the liquidity concern is 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 of course a concern. Um, like we've been talking about on the podcast, Panda for what three months now, six maybe longer, months. six months, and um, it's clearly harder to come by than probably football index first in- envisioned and, and customers first envisioned. Um, and by your video, Khan, you seem to think that it's really difficult to come by for any exchange.
2: Yeah, I think my experience the last ten years is they've all struggled with it. very included, probably. Um, I don't. I, I haven't really got a lot of solutions to offer there. I, I don't. I think, given the, the all the other problems that have been been mentioned, I don't think anyone in their right mind is going to turn up and and do anything like that unless um, there's some kind of special agreement whereby they get paid first if things go wrong or something like that. Or you know, I don't know. I don't know what that would include, but I, I don't really see that one being resolved because what you're asking is for somebody to come along and effectively put their head above the parapet, like I said before. I saw that
1: in the video, yeah.
2: Yeah, or to be shot at, that's what you're, or, or take on everybody else's liability. Who's going to do that in their own to yeah, Bear in mind, if somebody else comes along to do that, do you think that maybe everything's overpriced as it is even? They might think, depending on how they work it out, they, what if that's the reason? That could also be the reason. It could be. The, what we've seen so far, Khan, is that there looks
1: like there's been a separate subsidiary set up Uh under the fi umbrella that operates under yeah. the acronym lp001 and they have been yeah. doing spotty market making i don't think particularly smart market making and
2: yeah, but that's, that's i think you highlighted a really good point a minute ago panda when you were talking yeah. there and, uh, but, but basically what, when you were saying about the the match volumes and whatnot that they're not actually really a very good indication on, on what's going on i don't think those numbers that's why i said in the first videos like you need to know collectively what's in circulation and what's in circulation on each player it's a bit like if somebody said to me, oh, look, go and trade Betfair, but you're not going to get to see any of the traded volumes. I'd just laugh at them. I ain't going to do that.
1: Yeah, I, I was bringing up right. traded. Yeah, yeah, I do. I was bringing up traded volumes there, though, more to work out how much. No, no, yeah, no, I know. I, know, I, I, know see, what you, I see what you mean. Yeah, I see what
2: you're going you But what I'm saying is if if you could say to me, look, there's so many shares in, in circulation on Neymar, and you could, you could follow that. You can gauge what, what's going on. To do. That's not even available right now, is it? No, no. And whether we get that, you
1: see, and this is comes back to when we circle back to valuing players and how you'd go about that. And we all come to the same conclusion that you'd value them on the dividends that you win over a period of time, depending on what time frame you want to put on it, have to exceed uh, what you pay for the share. Simple as that, really. Mm. Plus any commission along the way that you have you, to spend.
2: You see, you, you see what's in circulation and not, then it, it might also stop a little bit of this leapfrogging that you seem to if I
1: see. Could, if I could see what was in circulation, that it would, would aid that would aid that would aid my exit skills and my redemption value. It wouldn't yeah. have an impact on whether that footballer goes on to win man of mm. the matches and media wins. True.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This goes back to figs. three ways to play the game, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I if you're pure, to, to if you're purely in this. Yeah, go on, Fig. No, on, no, 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 go it. on.
0: I've interrupted you.
3: I was just gonna say if you if you're purely playing this on a I want to buy low, sell high, and I want to do that day after day, then yeah, I think you're exposing yourself to some risk with that. And mm. um would I think I had the tools available to me to do that? No, I don't. And I think you know, not being able to see traded volumes and things like that are definitely an inhibitor to playing the game in that manner. But as someone who Isn't a particularly active trader and is building a portfolio slow and steady on what I think are proven dividend winners. Again, it bothers me less, but I don't think it's an unreasonable point because there are people who want to just trade this thing, and that's okay. Mm.
2: No, I agree. It comes back to what you said earlier, Dunwell, didn't it? About you know, basically, you're valuing the price of something on on how much the dividends are worth over that three year period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's well,
1: I'm I'm doing, but Dunwell, you more than three years though, aren't we? I think Dunwell and I share a like. We're not worried about the three years, potentially. No, you not, at all. Or not at all. Five or six or nine, you know, which obviously, the further out you value, clearly the more questionable it is and it wouldn't be for everyone because how it's very difficult to model where, say, mm-hmm. Bruno Fernandes is going to end up in five years. He might be in Italy. He might have changed position. He might change tactics. But again, that's kind of the beauty of football and the volatility and the, and the risks attached to the bets. But yeah, you're, I think you're right,
2: to attract liquidity providers, and it, it does need to be more of a pure market, I think, like a bit like, uh, you know, yeah. to not keep using Betfair as an example so much, but, you know, it's peer-to-peer. Like, in fact, maybe you can clarify something. So the circuit breakers, right, that that, that only sure. comes in when people are selling aggressively. Yeah, I don't really agree with the circuit breakers. You see how this might seem a little bit loaded to somebody who's outside of the industry? Oh, yeah, I mean, the, the circuit breakers. Like, got... If somebody's aggressively selling... They're going to stop doing that for 24 hours. Yeah, and if somebody's it's... aggressively buying, they're going to add in shares.
1: Yeah, the, the, the reason is no, I, hell yeah. of a point. I mean, no, the Football <laughs> Index has ultimately changed its stance over the last year. And, and Dunwell was chatting to me about this. They've gone from purely just taking bets and trying to win more than they lose to becoming almost like a brokerage and obviously trying to take the commission. Um, so they've pivoted. And as they've pivoted away and changed product quite dramatically, I'd say, over the last six to eight months, although order books have always been on the, the menu and we knew it was coming, it still has it's landed poorly. And as part of that landing, they've tried to tweak VWAPs, um, mechanics in terms of price movements. And circuit breakers, I was never a bit of a gimmick thrown out there to try and help some panic because there have been a couple of days where sheer panics come into the market. And the idea of circuit breakers was, as you say, to, to pause that player like a timeout and then put him you know let him trade again a little while later while potentially they add some flaws in or, or some liquidity to him or not but I don't know if they do that so circuit breakers to me are one of those gimmicky things which I don't really pay attention to and I think it's fine that you highlight that I agree with you
2: the uh, with while you're on that do you think that the reason that there's only like five five runs on the market depth is because I kind of, this is being cynical, but I, yeah. I wondered if there's, if there's really a lot, anything, un, if anything, underneath. Like you said, well, just no, added, they, they, they you
1: yeah, there wouldn't be huge amounts underneath, probably, because you're, the, the bid zones aren't completely open at the moment. So hmm. when you see the buy price on screen, which is, say, £6.40 of a player, you're allowed to bid, I think, 85% of that price. So there are there are zones where you can bid in. You can't. Feather in your bids: at two pounds, three pounds, four pounds. So there wouldn't be a great deal to show. And again, I think you're absolutely right. If you released that and showed it, you would take screen grabs, and it would scare a lot of people because people are twitchy. Now, I've used it enough; I know that I can get in and out of positions, and there's plenty of liquidity. Like you'll see some tweets, and there's proof. Myself, there's Lee Butler, Lee B account, and Big Don. I think between us, we've turned over eight hundred thousand in the last month. So you can do that. But I think if you just released full depth and just showed it, I think it would scare the market. I think that's absolutely right, Karl. So you're right to be cynical, probably. It depends on the player, right? So for some players, they've got... Yeah, yeah.
3: They've got one share at 2 pounds 101 one share at 2 pounds 9 one share at 2 pounds two pound eight, and there could be 300 shares at one ninety nine, but you can't see it, right? So there is something underneath, but you can't see it. But then there will be other players where you might have 300, 300, you know, 800 in the first three runs and perhaps very little under there. So, I mean, the five runs is a frustration for me. I, frankly, I would just take the plaster off and I, I'd let people see the full market. But I know that comes with a bit of risk it could create some concern people might be worried but i don't know i think people are working on the basis now that it's quite illiquid aren't they i don't think they've learned
1: anything new (laughs) if they were to (laughs) find that out i don't think so Mm. uh
0: any other points on the first uh video i know we've got about 45 minutes left to talk about the second one any anything else anyone
1: Um, wants to raise i don't think so anything from you khan um
2: not really. I mean, just like I mean, we've we've. There's not really a lot else to say on liquidity, is there? It's, oh, it's, I, I, an, it's I, a massive issue. I'm, I'm fully aware that all the exchanges have suffered it, and I know that also. Something else to consider is they don't like. They don't really, truly like winners. All of these exchanges, because they don't. People that winners that winners don't add anything to the party really, apart from maybe doing this podcast. Like you know. Do but, no, but you see what I mean? Like maybe a little bit of po- po- positive PR, but basically it's just people turning up to the party and taking out and disappearing, um, which is not great for liquidity. What, that's where I was going to on that one. So you're like on smart kits, you've got like the one to 3% turnover charge, Betfair, you've obviously got premium charge, Matchbook, they've got their own version of premium charge, BetterDAC have a charge, which I believe is you, you yeah, it's, it's more of a turnover charge. But like, you know, particularly I'm thinking more towards courtsiders and stuff as well now football index isn't really at that level but they're essentially people that just turn up to the marketplace just take up masses of money and disappear like that's a business problem for them too
1: the th- in terms of that that is in terms of liquidity i was going to take one step back for answering that i always i've got like arrows here like liquidity comes from i guess attracting new users existing users um depositing extra funds um yeah i I think they've tightened up compliance a lot over the last year all gambling companies have in terms of um sustainability and can you afford your deposits so that that could be having an impact you've obviously got gambling syndicates that can take long positions that may want to do that in the market and then you've also got market makers so there's four rungs to that and ultimately I i don't think it it's necessarily just market makers, you know. The answer is making the product engaging and attracting new users, and making existing users uh, want to put money in. But we'll come on to that. But I don't really have anything else on on video one. Video two, all... video two, then okay. I,
0: I think Dunwell has uh, the slide to hand that the one that you ended with <laughs> Khan. The the points that you'd like to see from football index, or would like to, to see, yeah, yeah.
2: It yeah. so just bull you, you make is you know I don't you made our jobs
3: really easy for us by creating uh, that nice summary slide at the end. So brilliant. I mean, and, and you know, some of the things we've discussed already, so, you know, T's and C's and fund protection, liquidity providers we've we covered that i think to quite a significant degree and maybe there'll be more when i pick up on it? i don't know but i mean just to kind of pick what's left on that list i think the first point on your slide was some form of instant sell. i'll be, be really keen to hear what kind of fig and panda hear about that but like, i agree with you actually i think it's a really sensible suggestion um i'd say this directly to fi as well mm. i think they should provide a backstop instant sell you know even if it even if it was quite a low value of the buy price like 25 30 maybe but just to provide that confidence and security uh like to every player on the market i don't actually even think it would ever be used significantly because the confidence would create its own liquidity coming in above it but i do think it would be a really important step that would help like create additional confidence in this product and platform
1: overall
2: i think that's a very very fair comment and that's pretty much where i was going with it i think that overlaps with what we said a little while ago whereby i said if the terms were different you know on on the dividends and whatnot and it said look we're changing the dividend you have the opportunity to sell off at whatever percentage it would it it just changes the overall position massively doesn't it the day they the instant sell they basically just massively increase the risk for all of the users
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah have to, have to agree with that um the the risk was obviously changed and i think it's really interesting to talk to someone who's is quite as you said, self admittedly very risk adverse, uh, client, and some somebody that Football Index would like to attract as a, as a trader to see you talk about the the kind of T's and C's and and, and kind of contract uh, remuneration at the end of it. If there was something like that, if they did change the dividend structure um, as a backstop, I, I think all of these things are, are things that Football Index need to consider to a add more liquidity, b add more confidence to people that are looking through the T's and C's as, as tenuously
1: as yourself. And, and and i i just want to jump in like the massively agree with the floor like putting something in there and yeah scratch my head on that one
2: it, it just it, it, st- it stops that uh it stops it's it's basically an insurance policy isn't it it stops that yeah. day where fans left with a thousand sancho shares and no one wants to <laughs> i'm joking i mean that's gonna happen <laughs> mate it's been more than a thousand as well at this rate <laughs> Right, I had, to, I had to that How many people said to me, "Go and ask Panda about Sancho." <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: getting, I'm getting absolutely uh, trolled and battered on the timeline. It's like, at least it's not just at least it's not just me now. Like Khan and Panda together, both getting abused from different directions.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we all agree then on the on the is right. We yes, all think that's absolutely like really positive development. Yeah. Um, so, like, so taking the next thing, uh, which was simplification. I mean, I, I am a hundred percent behind this oh, point. God, like, yeah. like, football index as a concept is so brilliantly simple. But it's executed in such a complex manner with mm. a range of different trading deadlines and you know different types of dividend days and uh, even like the actual you know the user interface experience is quite complex in itself it's not slick it's not straightforward and mm. um, this uh, you know I, I i said this on when i was on the show with fig initially back in september this is such a potential win for fi if they could simplify the product it, mm. They could make it fly. I, mean, I don't know, Can't like if you want to say anything more on that because you know, it's your point yeah, I mean, <laughs> originally. But, <laughs>
2: you know. obviously, I agree. It was a point made. But um, I know. I know. I'm probably a lot more critical than most people. Um, but even to your average user, I think if they want to attract them, attract the masses and really get it moving and make it, you know, a big thing like a, you know, like a betfair mark two type thing, they need to be able to appeal to the simplest. It's just too complicated, like you say. It's just, mm. I think it, they're in danger if they keep adding different layers upon layers, mm. and they're already, mm. already a lot yeah. there. Eventually, mm. you end up with like Frankenstein's monster, and it's just like, yeah, what what do we do with this thing? It's so complicated.
1: And it's it's what I told them. It rem- it feels clumsy, kind of, like they, they like there's bolt on after bolt on, and they sometimes don't always fit congruently. Like, and I, you sort of. I've used it for six months, if not longer, like this identity crisis that's going on at the moment. You know, once instant and was turned off and we turned into a form of order books without liquidity, it's alienated a lot of casual users. I've got a lot of friends that don't use it in a big way, but they've now become disengaged with it because it is too complicated. And it's not at the level, though, where we can actually attract market makers or savvy traders because, you know, you can't even edit bids.
2: And obviously, I'd even say, even, even the average Joe's. I mean, like, if it's really that simple, they can pick it up and be using it 10 minutes later. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of simplicity they really Correct. want. Obviously.
1: Correct. And I was on a trader panel with them uh, back end of 2019. I've said this before on the podcast, but obviously, I know you don't listen, Khan. But they we spent a long time working on the Academy landing page and how to make it more simple. And um, I'm upset, really, that since that, throughout 2020. I think we've had more announcements than like hot dinners or you know, like it's just more and more being thrown and gimmicks. To defend, and, and just...
2: them. Go to defend, to defend them a little bit though, they, they must, they must be having a bit of a hard time trying to resolve because it's a bit like, I mean, you see it everywhere. It's like I said, chain reaction in that other video. Like they try and solve one problem and they kind of create another one.
1: Yeah. A cascade yes. of interventions. Yeah.
2: And, yeah. and this, and
1: this is where I'm, we're getting a bit of stick. I mean, I'm quite pro on the timeline. Um, I think you need to simplify this. Um, and think about your dividend streams and whether you condense them you need to somehow get this back to watching a football match and it linking strongly to your football index account and you need that connection back and I don't think we've got it at the moment but then people are going to say well hang on you're moaning about all these changes and these add-ons and now you want another big change but to me the product isn't finished I think we have to accept it's five years into its journey if it's going to get where it needs to then I'm afraid, in my opinion, it just has to be simplified and it has to change. And we may as well do that sooner rather than later. But maybe that isn't delicate of me to be saying that. and Maybe it needs to be phased in. But we just consistently have this cloud over us as traders. What's the next thing that's going to be tweaked or changed? And it's very hard to find your footing. But that's just my two cents.
0: Mm.
3: I completely agree. I completely agree.
1: Done well. Uh, Rattling
0: through these points at speed. <laughs> yeah, we've got, we've got two left.
3: So uh, one was a, sh- a share split, um, which I think... I think pretty much every user of FI would welcome a share split at some point. Uh, but the timing has to be right, obviously. Mm. Um I don't know, Khan, do
2: you want to like talk us through your thinking about that? I mean yeah, I mean I think that, that I, I think I said that sort of at the end of that video as well. It's like, although I'm suggesting them things, I'm not to be honest, I'm not clear on how how they would be executed. Sure, uh, sure. So I, I don't claim to have the answer on everything on that one, but uh, if they, they've done one before, I believe. It, we've we've it. had
1: two share splits before, which psychologically had a large impact into the index. Because, yeah. you know, ultimately, we had a share sp- Last time we had a share split, I don't know, I don't know the date. Was it March 2019? Something yes, like and the previous um,
0: one was June 2016. Yeah.
1: So it was three for one, wasn't
0: it, Pat?
3: Yeah, so right? we had
1: a three-way split con, and they ultimately divided dividends by three so you know to me i just divided everything by three on my excel my value of my players and value bets didn't change but to a lot of people psychologically things did change because rather than paying 15 pounds for a neymar they could get them for a fiver and they had yep. quite a strong psychological right um, it,
0: it happens in markets all the time right what was it tesla they share split and issued more shares and the price still increased yeah, so
1: this is something that I did bang the drum for a few months ago, but I think now prices have got to a point where you probably wouldn't want to share split. You <gasps> exactly. just can't, no, exactly. you can't share split the sub one pound market anymore.
2: <laughs> that was, that's of yeah. course as well, bottom of the market. So, I mean, maybe even something else to consider, which might be unfavorable in a, in a way is maybe taking out some of the lower quality players as well. Like it comes back to that simplification bit, but I don't know. I mean, obviously there's lots of <laughs> like could be creating another problem there. Hmm
0: yeah mm-hmm. I, I, it depends what players i mean if you're talking to me about like uh players that were added because they played for iran and they were uh, part of like the world cup um and they no longer play or they're not playing in top five leagues and yeah absolutely get rid or peter crouch still being on there for example mm-hmm. um uh what was the final point done well uh
3: last one was to reduce the number of ipos which to be fair to football index we have lived through it for the past what four months now five months i don't until last week we hadn't really seen any significant ipo movement uh because you know timing would have been quite poor on that um but you know i think to be fair to football index they're probably caught in a rock and a hard place now on the one hand a lot of us are questioning the timing of bringing in new ipos because it's you know it spreads liquidity thinner in a market which is already thin um and it's not particularly ideal but on the other hand any new joiners or even you know, existing um, customers be thinking, well, why can't I buy player X, or why can't I buy buy Gio Rainer at Borussia Dortmund? And, and I think that's a fair challenge. Like you want the platform to be as complete as possible, uh, but I recognise also there's some challenges with the liquidity side of that as well. So it's a tricky one. A, I'm, I'm, I've been caught on the fence on this. Like I'm not exactly sure how I feel about it.
2: I would agree with all of those points wholeheartedly. The only thing I would say that maybe. Um... When when people join a platform, then okay, it might not have the players they want. But I think you'll find that quite quickly. If they're interested in using it anyway, they'll just look to the players that are there. I don't know if that's—I don't know if I'm being short-sighted in saying that. I think uh, I, I, I don't know if it's bigger. I think, I- like, I don't it's a bigger issues. you. I've expecting. had conversations
0: with people where it's it's really put them off. Where if you're trying to find, as as Panda mentioned in his kind of opening soliloquy about her politics, um, finding the next <laughs> big thing. I, I had a guy who, who used to sit next to me on my desk at my previous place, a French guy. I always tell the story. French guy, big fan of Marseille. And he asked me about two or three players that were that were in Liga. And and like I didn't really know who they were or a couple of them were. And I was like, quickly searched them up, weren't they? And he was like, oh, you know, I'm not really not really bothered. And again, that might be a small problem as well. That might be a very small minority of uh, fringe cases that it deters people. But I think overall, uh, football index it's it's in their you know it's it's in their interest business wise from a revenue standpoint to issue these players but also mm-hmm. i think from a from an acquisition standpoint as well
2: no i agree maybe that maybe that's a little bit short-sighted of me to think like that then i don't, I don't know but then I'm, I'm coming to it less of the football angle more sure. of the, the trading yeah. angle.
3: no i i think it's short-term correct and I think you can get away with it for a period of time, and then it starts yeah. becoming a problem. The longer it goes on, and finding where that inflection
1: point is is the challenge.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See,
1: done well. Like we've had obviously we well we've, I've been on it a few years. Fig's been on it even longer. Um, this is the transition period, isn't it? Now scaling up. I mean, this is now they're facing new challenges with a new product, and I guess they need to land the advertising as well now, don't they?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the maximum um point of challenge really for a business isn't it transitioning from a startup where you're very Mm -hmm. very in control you hold all the levers very tight to you Mm -hmm. uh, and you kind of can touch the sides of the business relatively simply and you're moving into a new phase where you're actually your exponential growth is starting to become both like the the thing you always wanted but also an enormous challenge as well Um, and it's going to be, it's, it's a real management challenge. It's a management challenge for any business mm. which goes through this kind of cycle. Um, and it's going to take fantastic, high quality leadership and management to navigate what's coming across over the next kind of 12 to 18 months. Now, I still think they can get there. I still have faith they can get there. But we've seen over the last six months, those challenges are very real.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's that's really Resounding point. It's obviously going to be a lot of things that need to change, uh, and strong leadership needed to enforce those changes for this thing to to turn around as a market. Um, but I think you know we we rattled through those those second bits of the video quite quickly. I don't know, Panda, done well, can't. If there's anything else you guys want to add before we we kind of wrap up.
2: Uh, I, I don't I mean I, I can't disagree with the thing said there. I think it is very tricky. It's probably easy for me to stand on the sidelines of somebody who's not got money in there and, and say that. But like I said right at the beginning, you know, it's not like I was just trying to cause a load of trouble. It seems, <laughs> it seems as though you're uh, you're biased if you're if you're on Twitter and say anything negative. It's I think maybe part of it's just Twitter. Um but it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's a big challenge. I think that from, from my perspective on the sidelines, that they have to sort out a couple of those big core things that don't seem quite right first. Before you know, before we can even get into the minutiae of everything else.
1: Yeah, because I think at the moment, I mean, they, there was an announcement yesterday. I don't know if you've been following it too closely, Khan, but they've added dividend yield to the website, and there's a few, and they've moved the deadline back. And there's these few minor things that people are kind of getting hit up about. But for me, there are big ticket items that need to be addressed in the next six to 12 months. Um, And that's what they need to attack. And and we shall see. And hopefully we'll have you back on in six months. I won't be stuck with my 10,000 Sancho shares holding the ticket at the end. I will be uh, thriving and flying high. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Could I just sort of say from my perspective, a like respect to Khan for coming on and being part of the conversation. I think it's really, really good to have the chance to discuss all these things. I think uh, secondly, football index should listen to this because actually some of the things that have been raised are exactly what new users and new investors encounter when they come into this product and they should be like addressing some of these things because they're legitimate concerns um and just kind of like finally from me um thank you to all of you for having me back on again as well because it's been really great to be part of the conversation
1: i've been trying to get you on Dunwell for months you know ever (laughs) since you covered me on sick leave we haven't been able to join and I thought I'd try and get him on today with Khan. And then I thought, well, I don't want it to come across like a three on one, you know, assault or like a <laughs> I, I think match.
0: I think Dunwell's been good <laughs> because him joining this year means that it's because I've been on for so so long and seen it grow, Dunwell joining this year and from his experience mm, of being, mm. you know, a chief exec, I thought I thought gave a really good um, yeah. Uh, point of view as well, and,
1: and to me, like it's so important that we are somewhat an echo chamber. And if we can't discuss risk, and we're just going to attack any outsider, what chance do we have? You know, mm. I personally have thoroughly enjoyed talking to Carlo. Well, we spoke on the phone, obviously, a few weeks ago. Um, and if you can't talk about, you know, what what you're doing on the platform, you know, and with and as the brand grows, there's going to be critique. I mean, football index are going to be aware of that. There are eyes on them from the outside. They haven't executed mm. particularly well in the last six months. So why would someone that you know, is a gambling author that studies the gambling industry not pick up on it I didn't agree with everything in the video but as we said I think there's a lot of sense there and today has been a very um, good discussion
0: yeah I mean yeah. he'd have to be some sort of evil genius to get a, 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 a platform as complex as this um, really really quickly at the snapper's fingers so as I said I commended you for kind of the level
2: of detail that you went yeah. into in the, in and for coming first on it takes a lot
1: I mean we, we have a lot of people in the gambling industry that throw stones and obviously yeah no yeah, no
2: it, w- it would have been easy not to come on, but I think, to be honest, after the reaction, I was like, you know, I've got it, really, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, that or uh, sort of walk away with your tail between your legs, and everyone throwing, throwing stuff at you. So I'm like, no, nope, I'll have to do it. <laughs> and <laughs> but, we,
0: have, we have had people like that um in the gambling no. industry, right? Like people that might be more of the um kind of more... Uh, I don't even know what to call them, but more than more like academic backgrounds, basically throw stones at uh, this or other things that they don't understand without actually taking a, a decent um, time to to look at them. And, you know, fair play to you. Like, as you said, you've got, a uh, uh, you know, you're between a rock and a hard place. If you don't respond, people will think that they're right. And if you do respond, then it just opens up a can of worms. And I think one of the things that a lot of people have done with Football Index from, as I said, as I said the academic background, um, they, come, they come onto the timeline, they, they slag it up for a bit, People respond to them in in very nice amicable <laughs> ways uh, and logical ways, and, and they get nothing back, which is which is no good. But um, can't,
1: uh, Fig, can we got any time for questions or not?
0: Uh, I think Dunwell needs to go in ten minutes.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't know. Did you have any to hand? Um, I- Couple very quickly. Go on. Could you ask Khan why he and Mark have been tweeting about financial misconduct in other businesses and insinuating <laughs> that similar is taking place at FI? Do you have specific allegations of financial misconduct at FI? And if so, what evidence do you have to support them?
2: I don't think they're doing anything illegal or wrong or anything like that. I've not said that. I've just, you know, I've just critiqued it from the distance. And uh, yeah, there's been a lot of different tweets come up.
1: Okay, fine. As an outsider, how intuitive do you feel FI is? We've, dis- we've-, we've answered that one. Uh, one for me. What's my favourite type of berry? Probably, probably Halle Halle Berry. <laughs> he done quite a sexy scene in the monster film with um. Uh, I think it was called Monster something. Oh, that's kind of <laughs> anyway. Uh, so my favourite type of berry. Uh, da, 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 any other FI business model versus Betfair? I think we discovered that we discussed that, didn't we? In terms of state yeah, of I mean, the money you put in there, the
2: and that, that yeah, you said about instant sell as well. That guy. So it's obviously we've talked about that's a death, haven't we? Really? Yeah.
1: Uh, look, FI, let's make a quick one for you, Khan. What annualised yield would Khan require to join FI? Um <sighs> But is
0: is your angle as well, Khan? As uh predominantly a trader, you would be more looking to because I, I I kind of mentioned those three ways to win, right? You got. Buy, buy low sell high uh, buy dividends uh, exceed the sale price or your uh, dividends ex- exceed the sale price um hmm. would your angle be more of the first to try and
2: basically yeah would, I think I think undoubtedly it would be more of the first but in order to operate in that marketplace I'd want to feel safe to do that because obviously mm. you know short term yeah so, so the first one so I mean it's a tricky one to answer really isn't it?
1: Mm. yeah okay fine any other quick ones panda um, not really we've got some Christmas questions but we'll do those next week
0: yeah I think we um, might because we didn't get any questions we might just do questions next week and no shit chat I think that might be wise to be and fun. it will be on a Wednesday as well because otherwise Thursday would be Christmas Eve yes indeed indeed okay uh, Dunwell thank you so much for joining us where can people find out more about you
3: you can find me on Twitter at Dunwell or on the Index Gain Slack community at SDB Dunwell and thanks for having me on Fig
0: and in the Fig Discord and in the Fig Discord <laughs> Sometimes. Khan, where can people find out more about
2: you? Thank you so much for coming on. They don't need to find me. I've got no agenda. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> if someone wants They're to chat s- to you. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> if if
3: someone wants, wants to that, chat to you, though. You alone.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, mate. Uh, panda, where can people find out more about you?
1: Uh, sporting underscore panda
0: that's the first time i think you know what is it 200 200 or so episodes and i've asked someone where they can find them and they're like just don't find me uh which is pretty good uh thank you everyone for it's listening. too late for that
1: now it's it's late. yeah, yeah
0: it's too late this goes up to thousands or tens of thousands so you know here we are um thank you very much everyone for listening have a great day uh, and uh, we'll have more